Hello and welcome. My name is Dr. Kenitra Bryant, and today's motivational aim targets parameter plotting. I want to thank you for listening to the Boundary Series. If you have not already, I encourage you to listen to and share parts 1 through 22 of the series. And for those who don't know, I'm encouraging listeners to set and enforce God-honoring boundaries the way God told you to. And for anybody who needs help on enforcing God-honoring boundaries, I encourage you to go to God in prayer, asking Him for wisdom, because in James, the first chapter in the fifth verse, it states, Now, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. Now, that's encouraging because anything that we need wisdom in, whether it be boundaries, relationships, finances, how to pray, how to enforce a boundary, what to do, what to eat, we can go to God in prayer, asking him for wisdom in whatever area we need wisdom in, and God said he will give it to us generously without finding fault. So we have to trust him and ask. And then when he tells us to do something, we need to do it. But let's go ahead and jump straight into the word of God and target in on an account. When someone enforced a parameter and people started plotting because a parameter was set. This is a familiar story. You've most likely heard it as a child. And if you've been listening to my podcast, you've heard me reference it a couple of times, but I want to go ahead and look at this motivational aim from the boundary standpoint. All right, so let's say you enforce a boundary and people are upset and they want you to move that boundary. And if they can't get you to move it, they do some major plotting behind the scenes. Now, this scriptural account can be found in Daniel, the sixth chapter, and here's a rundown for you. There was a man named Daniel who was favored by God. Everything he put his hands to prospered. He was very successful. Every time there was a new leader, a new boss at the company where he worked, that new leader really liked him. But there was a major problem. Although Daniel was favored by every administrator, every leader, every new boss, there were some co-workers of his who couldn't stand him. They were jealous of him. They didn't like that Daniel received all of this favor. They did not like that Daniel did not need to receive overtime hours. He finished his work during the work hour set. These co-workers couldn't stand his scroll point presentations. And what made them even more upset was he would go to work, do what he needed to do. He followed God and he wasn't involved in any scandals at work or in his personal life. The people at the job couldn't find any corruption in him because he was trustworthy and neither corrupt nor negligent. So the co-workers, they got together and they were trying to think, man, how can we just destroy Daniel? What can we do? I mean, he's not corrupt. 
He's a trustworthy individual. He's full of integrity. He walks with God. What can we do to bring him down? I mean, all he does is keep God first, talks about God. He lives in a godly way. What can we do? How can we really plot on this man? I mean, we'll have to lie on him about his relationship with God. Or we'll have to do something where he's put in a compromising situation where he either chooses God or not. What can we do? So they concocted some plot. The co-workers went to the boss one day, along with other key managers, supervisors, and administrators, and they provided the boss with all of this fake flattery, saying, you know what, boss, man? For the next 30 days, you know, we should put a policy in order that people need to praise you every day, all day, because you're the bomb, you know, you, you're the best. And if anybody does not praise you or worship you or pray to you, you know what needs to happen to them? They need to be thrown in the lion's den. Because, boss, you are top-notch, boss. I mean, you out here winning these awards, being recognized. They gave you a key to the city. You need people to know who you are. You know, people need to show their appreciation for you. So the boss... Well, the king, he agreed. So the king puts the decree in order. Anybody who prayed to anybody, anything outside of the king, for the next 30 days, they would be thrown into the lion's den. You see how those co-workers knew Daniel had a relationship with God. They knew Daniel loved the Lord. They knew Daniel would pray to God. They knew Daniel enforced boundaries. They knew Daniel didn't play with corruption or negligence. And for him to enforce those boundaries with those types of behaviors and lifestyles that went contrary to God, that was upsetting to those co-workers. And some of you all, y'all are going through that at the job right now. You're going through that with fake friends and relatives. You've made or you've enforced a boundary where you will not engage in corruption or negligence, and these people who you enforce a boundary with, they are angry with you. They're angry that you spend time with God, or you're trying to spend time with God. They're angry that you're praying to God. They are furious that you are changing your life. They hate that. They are so upset that you're seeking God's guidance. And some of them want to bring you down. They want that boundary moved. They want you to suffer because you enforced a boundary on what you will and won't do as it relates to your character, integrity, and God-honoring lifestyle. But the co-workers of Daniel were so happy, boy, they were happy, that the king put this decree in writing. We discover... Later on in the chapter that Daniel learned that the decree had been published and he went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened towards Jerusalem. He got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to God the Father three times a day as he had once before. You see, Daniel heard that people were plotting on him because of the parameters he set up and enforced in his life. 
But he didn't stop praising God. He didn't bow down. He kept living life as he had been. He kept God first, despite what people were doing to him and despite what people were plotting against him. And that's what we need to do. When you enforce a boundary, there will be people plotting on you. Their plot is to make you sweat, to make you fumble, to make you feel insecure, to make you move, to make you jump. It's all a setup to see how you will respond. How will you react and what will you do? You could enforce a boundary letting someone know you won't be doing that. Whatever that is. And they go plot on you. They bring someone in the mix to make you feel insecure. They bring someone in the mix hoping that you will show some weakness as if your position is threatened. They're hoping that you give in and say, oh no, I'll move the parameter. I'll move the boundary. But they get a rude awakening when they go through that whole plot and it messes them up. But when people start plotting on you most of the time, you know who it was and why. And you have to let these people see their plots mean nothing. Their schemes mean nothing. Their decrees and orders mean nothing. It means nothing because you are following God's decrees and God's orders. And those orders, they mean everything. So that right there is a clear distinction on who's on the wrong side of the boundary. But Daniel, like so many of us do, kept praying to God. He was not worried about a lion's den. And you've heard me say this time and time again, some variation of it. People will do some stuff to you. They will plot on you because of a parameter you enforced. But they're always plotting from a place of projection. They're thinking about what scares them. So if it scares them or if it's a pain to them, they'll plot and project that onto you. Now, when Daniel heard that people were plotting on him, he did not flinch. He did not cower down. He did not hide. You read it. You'll see it. He went to the window of his house, opened up the curtains, got on his knees and prayed. He didn't care. He wanted these boys to see, okay, your plotting will not stop me. Your plotting will not stop my relationship and my communication with God. I mean, I heard the whispers at work. I heard people giggling. I saw the email that was sent to me like it was an accident. And it was an email directed towards me. I saw it. I mean, I walked inside the scroll lab. And I heard people talking about me, not knowing that I was the person that they were talking about because they were new on the job. So Daniel's going through some of what you all go through when you enforce boundaries at work and people want you to bow and bend. You enforce boundaries at school and people want you to bow and bend. You enforce parameters within your personal life, your professional life. People 
financial life, people want you to bow and bend. But he kept praying to God. He didn't stop. He didn't care about their plots. Just like they were watching Daniel, you already know people are watching you too. So Daniel gave them a show. He prayed three times a day still. And then the messy co-workers went to the boss, went to the king as a group. And anybody who's going through any type of office, job, professional mess, or even family mess, fake friend mess, people always go as a group to their quote-unquote king, their master. Because for some reason, they can never do something on their own. They can never carry out their little wicked plans individually. They have to travel in a pack because they are weak. But the co-workers go to the king and they remind the king about this decree. And then they trap the king, set the king up, and told the king, Yeah, 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 Daniel, that employee you really like, yeah, he needs to be thrown in the lion's den. And the king couldn't do anything about it. And that was a revelation for the king that... His employees, the co-workers, are no good. And you can see when you read the story how a parameter will expose somebody. And that parameter exposed those administrators, those managers, those employees, and co-workers of Daniel. Not only to Daniel were they exposed, but they were exposed to the king. So... They were eager, boy. They threw Daniel in the lion's den, hoping he would die. But you know the rest. The Lord covered him. He was saved. And the messy co-workers were thrown in the very pit they dug for Daniel. But the point I want to make here is you see how people plotted on Daniel because of a parameter. This is what some people do. They will plot on you. They will plot on someone. They're going to do it. So get ready. You can't stop somebody from plotting on you. But you are in control of that boundary marker. Are you going to move it because of the plots? Are you going to keep praying and keep that boundary enforced even when you hear what people are saying about you? And you get a revelation on what they're doing behind your back. Or they'll do it in your face. You have to understand, just like in this story, the co-workers, the people who went against Daniel, their plotting had or held no weight. And God already confirmed that in his word. God said that there is no wisdom, no insight, no plan that can succeed against the Lord. That includes no plot can succeed the parameters God told you to enforce. You have to understand and believe that no weapon formed against you will prosper. That means no plot formed against you will prosper from you enforcing God-honoring parameters in your life. It will not work. Never forget that. While they're plotting on you, they are really plotting on themselves. That's the sad thing. 
they can't even take or handle the plots they enforce. Let's go to Daniel. Daniel was thrown in a lion's den and survived. They were thrown, these messy co-workers, these plotters, they were thrown in a lion's den and they were devoured before they hit the floor. Daniel was thrown in a lion's den and his family, Daniel's family, was not touched. But these messy co-workers and plotters and people who wanted to move the boundary marker in Daniel's life, they were thrown in a lion's den and their families and children were snack for the lions. You see how that stuff doesn't work? It doesn't work. The plotting is for you to move the boundary marker. When people start plotting on you because you've enforced God-honoring parameters, that means those boundaries are really working. They are working. And it's just so disheartening that people look at the boundaries you're enforcing. Well, some people, because it's not everybody. Some people will look at the boundaries you're enforcing and see it as something negative. They don't see it as, you know what? They're enforcing boundaries. They're getting results. They're blessed. Let me figure out what they're doing and enforce those same boundaries. No, they don't do that. They'd rather go against it. Anybody with some sense would enforce the boundaries. God honoring boundaries God told them to enforce. But people who have an issue with boundaries, they never do that. They, they just don't. They'd rather go against God. They'd rather go against what God told them to do to move a boundary God told you to set up. See, since you're obeying God, that bothers them, that exposes them, that triggers them, so they want to get rid of you. You have to keep doing what God told you to do. Don't ponder on the plots. Enforce the parameter. Keep God first and let him deal with the rest. God's word stands always. And when you stand on the word of God, your boundary lines are perfect. And the scripture I would like to review with you once more is Proverbs the 21st chapter in the 30th verse, and it reads, There is no wisdom, no insight, no plan that can succeed against the Lord. All right, remain encouraged. Thank you for tuning in. Visit drkenitrabryant.com to download some Bible study content I have on the site. You can also order some inspirational t-shirts. Feel free to check me out on the YouVersion Bible app. And on Instagram at Aim Towards the Target. Enjoy your day. Peace and God bless.